Welcome to Mandatory Fun, a podcast by a military wife reflecting on life. I'm Erin Stevens, and I know it's been a while since my last podcast, but there's a reason for that. I was afraid that plugging in my microphone and hitting the record button may set off a chain reaction causing my house to burn down or something like that. You see, November was a bad month. It was unlucky, sad, painful, and just an all-around shit show, pardon my language. Since it's December, I think it's safe for me to tell you all about it. So, here goes. The first thing that happened is that I was in a car accident. So, this happened on November 4th, and I was driving my car, um, minding my own business, and somebody came out and T-boned me, so that was not great. Um, when it happened, well, right after it happened, my hand hurt. And so I kind of was, um, flexing it and moving it all around thinking something happened to it, but I wasn't sure what happened. My adrenaline was going and, you know, you never really know what's going to happen at that point. So I got out of the car and the police came and the fire engine came and fire engine, the fire department came and, um, There were a couple bad things about the car accident. One, obviously, it was a car accident. Two, I was wearing a heinously ugly workout outfit. It was gray cutoff sweatshorts and a bright lime green workout shirt, and I'm standing in the middle of a very crowded road in the town that I live in, and so that in itself was not great, and it just so happened that a friend did drive by and stop and noticed that it was me to just check and make sure everything was okay. Another bad thing about the accident is that I had just picked up a ton of candy from the one of the local dentist's office here. Um, she collects candy from the kids for Halloween, and then she donates it to the local Air Force base so that they can use it to send it to people who are deployed or use it for the purposes that base chooses to use it for. And it was a lot of candy. Like, I mean, I don't even know. Probably... 200 pounds. I mean, it was divided into a couple of different bags and boxes, but still it was a lot of candy and it wasn't divided well. So the bags were falling apart. The boxes were falling apart. Um, and that was all in the back of my car as well. And, uh, you know, it was just kind of one of those things where I was like, this is bad timing. It was right before, you know, people were coming into town to visit. It was, you know, right after my daughter's birthday, the same month as Thanksgiving, it was just bad timing all around. And so that was kind of a crappy thing. But USAA is pretty amazing. And the accident, since it was not my fault at all, we didn't have to pay a single cent to go towards that. So at least there wasn't that stress. But so that was the first thing in a series of events. Actually, two days before the car accident, I went to donate blood because I've been trying to do that about every six to eight weeks. I just figure it's something that I can do to help. So I do it. Um, and I went to donate and my iron was too low. So they checked it twice and I wasn't able to donate. So that might've been the first or second of November that that happened. And then the car accident happened. So I went home and started to do all the stuff that you do once, you know, something like that happens. Um, we had an event to go to on base that night. So I figured I was going to drop off the candy and, you know, at least I had my husband's car to use. So I get in my husband's car to go to base and start the engine and it doesn't turn over. And two warning lights came on that were really strange. So I called the dealership and they were like, that's weird. Um, because one of the warning lights was to check the clutch and the car doesn't have a clutch. So They said, you know, sometimes when the battery is dead, those warning lights will come on. So sure enough, jumped the car, 
It starts. We go to base. Oh, but before we jumped the car, I had taken, my friend and I had taken all of the candy out of the van, which had been in the accident, put it in his car, and then the car wouldn't start. So we took it out of his car to put it in her car. And then the car started, so we took it out. We put it back into my car or my husband's car to take it to base. So that was a lot. And my finger, of course, was feeling real bad on my whole hand, so I couldn't really help very much. But thanks, Angela. I really appreciate you helping that day. Um, So go to base, come home. The next morning, I had the Girls on the Run 5K because I was coaching Girls on the Run, and I knew that the battery could completely be dead. So I get up, I go to start the car. It's like 6.30 in the morning. And sure enough, it doesn't start. So I was like, his car needs a new battery. So I called my friend Kristen, who loaned me her car, which was really nice of her. Thank you, Kristen. And um, went to the 5K. Mind you, at this point, my hand was swollen. It was hurting really badly, but I just didn't have a choice. So I went. Um one of the very nice things is that my husband's commander's daughter was on my team. And so he and his wife, Rachel, were there at the 5K. And after the whole thing, they had obviously known about the accident. They asked if I needed anything or what I was doing that day. And I said, you know, I'm planning on getting a new battery for the car so that I can use it. And then I have to go to the ER to get my hand checked out. So they were like, you know, listen, we'll take the girls for you today. You go do what you need to do. And my husband's boss, Brian, um, his commander, went and got a new battery, took the battery out of the car, went, got a new one, came back and installed it. So that was amazing that he was able to do that. And honestly, I thought that that's where it would end. Like that's where the bad luck would end. Oh, I got in a car accident and then the other car that I could use just happened to not be starting. By the way, I've been driving it. So it's not like it's just been sitting. Um, So I thought that was it. I thought that was the end of that was that was done. Well, it wasn't. So I go to the ER. I get my hand x-rayed and they said it's a fracture. They weren't totally sure it was a fracture. The doctor said it was fractured. The radiologist said they couldn't tell. And the guy who did the splint said, I I can't really tell either. They were like, you know, it's really swollen. So sometimes it's hard and you have to wait for it to heal a little bit in order to actually see a break. So um, they said, we're going to give you this splint and you need to wear it. And then you need to go to an orthopedic doctor later this week. So... They put a splint on my hand that was from the tips of my fingers to my elbow, my right hand, and um, I wasn't allowed to get it wet, and then they put it in a sling, so I had, I was, a sp- I could not use my right arm at all, um, which is not ideal when you have two kids and you have to do things like cook and make lunches and do all sorts of stuff like that, so that was pretty sad. So I left and I was feeling really defeated when I left the ER, but I knew I had to go back for another appointment, second opinion, all of that kind of stuff. So I knew that was coming. So I already was not going to be in the best frame of mind to sleep, but then my dog got a severe case of diarrhea and was up all weekend every two hours to go to the bathroom. So of course I was up every two hours to let her out to go to the bathroom. So that wasn't great. Um, wasn't fun. And I think that Honestly, her diarrhea came from feeding off of the emotions that were going on in the house because, you know, I was kind of a complete mess. So I think that that's why that happened. So anyway, my father-in-law was supposed to come into town 
um, I think it was, the, yeah, it was Tuesday. So I got in the accident the 4th. He was coming in town on the 8th. Um, and he was planning on using the car, um, my husband's car, when he was here and I was going to use the van. But obviously that did not happen. So my friend Megan, who was amazing, said, you know what, I will let you use my car as long as you need it. You know, my husband is gone too and it's sitting there in Valdosta and, you know, just you can have it. So she sent me the key because she was working in um, D.C. So she sent me her key in the mail to go pick up the car at the airport. So I did. I went and picked it up. It was really, really helpful. I was able to drive it while he was here and we just didn't have that problem because I didn't know what the rental car situation was going to be for me because I didn't know what the status of my car was. So it was kind of all up in the air. So it was really great that she let me borrow it and I was super, you know, excited that I could use a car. And she was right. She said, you know, if you get a rental car, it's not the same as driving an actual car, like somebody's family car, which it's true. It's much nicer to drive a car that is actually you know, somebody uses it, not just a rental car, especially if it's going to be for an extended period of time. So that was really nice of her. So then my father-in-law and um, stepmother-in-law came into town and it was election night. Um, I hosted the spouse social that night. It just so happened to fall on election night. Um, so that wasn't great that I was hosting that, but I knew I'd be fine. I had already prepared for it before the car accident ever even happened. So I knew I could still do it. Um, and then the election happened. And if you listen to my last podcast, you know that I was not thrilled with the outcome of the election. And I'm not going to say much more about that because that's not what this is about. I'm not going into politics. I'm not going to talk about my opinions on things. Um, but I will just say that I sat on my floor and wept for about five hours that night. So that wasn't great. That added to the bad month. Um so needless to say, I did not sleep well that night and compounded with not sleeping well over the weekend because of my dog. I just was a mess. I had been crying. I, I was tired. So I just finished telling my um, husband's dad and stepmom that I didn't think I could take anymore. Like I didn't know how much more of this I could take. It just everything seemed to be going wrong. So we decided to go out to lunch and we got in Megan's car and I didn't realize that my husband's car was parked behind it and I backed into my husband's car with my friend Megan's car. And it was not bad. My husband's car is way worse than Megan's car. Megan's car is not bad. But still, I, I lost my mind. I just started screaming and crying. And I just was like, I can't, I can't do anything right. Like, I just don't even know what to do to turn this around. So I'm getting Megan's car fixed. It's currently in the shop. And I actually haven't even told Megan about it yet because it's not that bad. And I know if I tell her about it, then one of two things are going to happen. Either she's going to freak out because she's going to think it's worse than it is, or she's going to tell me not to worry about it and not to fix it. And neither one of those uh, situations or circumstances or results are what I want. So I'm going to fix it and then tell her about it when it's done. And then, you know, it'll be done. So yeah. That was not good. So my um, stepmother-in-law, Jan, said, you know what? We're going to take care of you. We're going to book you a spa day tomorrow. You need to relax. You need to not take care of anybody else. You need to just take care of yourself. We will drive you there. We will pick you up. We will bring you back home. We will take care of the girls. And that was exactly what I needed. It was amazing. I did get to relax, and it made a big difference. I just felt like I 
slept, you know, I just was calm. It calmed me down. I didn't have to think about everything that was going on. It gave me a break from dealing with everything else that had happened. So that was really nice. Um, And then I found out the van was totaled. So I knew that I was going to need a new car. And this is a van that you know, we named. Her name was Vanderella. I mean, we loved this van. It was a Toyota Sienna. My girls loved the van. I mean, we felt like she was a family member. And when you move around so much and you don't have a constant, that was our constant. You know, we don't have a house that we always go back to. We don't own property anywhere. We don't have anything that is fixed. And this van was with us in Tucson and California and Germany and Georgia. And then, you know, she was gone. So that was really upsetting. So when we went to say goodbye to Vanderella for the last time, get all this stuff out, I slammed my younger daughter's fingers in the car door. So that was yet another thing that happened that was not great. Then about a week went by with not anything major going wrong, and then I woke up one night startled thinking there, you know, I just heard a noise and I didn't know what it was. So it was like 1.45 in the morning and I had a headache. So I thought, well, I'm just going to take some ibuprofen, make my headache go away, have a good night's sleep. And um, I didn't want to turn the light on because I didn't want to wake up more than I was already up and I wanted to be able to go back to sleep. So I opened a bottle, took three pills tried to go to sleep and I was like, wow, I can't sleep and my stomach hurts really badly. Like now I have this stomach virus. I think I'm going to throw up and I just couldn't figure out why. I was like, it happened all of a sudden. I was fine. So when I woke up the night, well, when I got out of bed the next morning, I did not sleep at all. I went and looked at the bottle of pills and I had taken three extra strength Excedrin at 145 on an empty stomach and needless to say, caused myself some serious problems for like the next two weeks. I think, I don't know if it was an ulcer. I don't know. I did a little bit of research and I think what it was was this thing called dyspepsia where it's like a buildup of acid in your stomach and it was bad. I mean, I was waking up in the middle of the night trying to vomit because my stomach hurt so bad and it was bad. So that happened and my dad came into town with his girlfriend and that was going on while he was here. So I was like, you know, it was just another thing to have to deal with. So while they were here visiting, I had to take my younger daughter to Jacksonville because she had to go to a pediatric urologist and the closest one is in Jacksonville. So it's about two hours away. So she and I drove there and we spent the night there and then we got up early the next morning and uh, had to go to the hospital. But when I was staying at the hotel, I said to them, how long will it take to get to the hospital in the morning? The appointment's at 7.45. What time should I leave here? Because I don't want to be late. And they said, oh, traffic is so bad. Mind you, we were about mm, like 10 miles away from the hospital. And they said, you need to leave here at five o'clock, five o'clock in the morning. And I was like, um, there's no way traffic is that bad. I'm 10 miles away. And they said, yeah, it's that bad. It's going to be that bad. You need to leave really early. So, you know, I had already come two hours. I didn't want to miss the appointment. So I listened to them. So I set the alarm for really early in the morning. I thought five was a stretch. So I set the alarm for like 5.15 or 5.30. We got up. We got ready. We got in the car. We got to the hospital. I mean, we got to the hospital so fast that we were there before – the doctors and nurses were there. 
We waited in the waiting room for two hours before the appointment. So thank you, people at the Holiday Inn Express in Jacksonville for steering me in the wrong direction. But of course, with the way that my month was going, it wasn't like it was anything new. And compared with everything else, it wasn't that bad. We just hung out in the hospital lobby, and she was actually really good. So that was Thanksgiving week. So we went down to Orlando Thanksgiving week to see after Jacksonville to see my brother and my sister-in-law and their kids and my parents were in town. Everybody was in town and it was really nice. And the day after Thanksgiving, we went to a ropes course, which was really fun. Um, Cocoa Beach Aerial Adventures, in case you're in the area, it's a great ropes course. It's super fun for everybody. It's fun for the whole family, young kids, old kids, adults, everybody. It's great. So um Anyway, we were at the ropes course. We were having a great time, and we did the top level of the ropes course, which we had done before, and I was following my younger daughter through the whole thing, and she had to be rescued on one of the things the last time we were there. So if I were smart, I would think, that's not a good idea. We probably shouldn't do it, but instead I was like, go ahead. You can do it. It'll be great. You've done it before, whatever. So we got to the same obstacle that she was on last time, and of course, by this point, we had done the rest of the ropes course. My finger was killing me. Oh, by the way, it ended up not being fractured. It got x-rayed again on base and they also thought it was fractured, but then they called me back. The radiologist looked at it. It wasn't fractured, but it was a very bad sprain. There was a lot of damage inside my hand. It still hurts and it's been over a month. So not great. But so I did the ropes course, which I probably shouldn't have done in the first place. And at that point, my finger hurt really bad because I was gripping things. And so by the time we got to this incredibly difficult obstacle, I had no, I couldn't grip. And it's these four by fours that are hanging from a wire, but they're just dangling and they have little climbing wall grips at the bottoms for you to stand on. But, you know, it's just a hard obstacle anyway. And when you don't have the use of your fingers to grip the wood, it's even harder. So I was kind of hugging the wood with my forearms and I fell. So I just slid down with my forearms on the four by four and I got back up again because I was harnessed, but um, I really badly burned my forearms. So now both of my forearms have these terrible burns on them. That was about two weeks ago and I'm still replacing band-aids and putting Neosporin on them every night. So now I have like a bum finger on my right hand and two burns on my forearms. But it was still fun so it was worth it. Um, So then we got back from Thanksgiving and I knew that my next step with the whole car debacle was to get all of the papers done to be able to get the money from the car into our account so that when we went to buy a new car, at least it was sitting there or, you know, collecting interest, whatever. So I had the power of attorney that my husband, you know, got for me before he left and it had everything on it, including the car because he, for some reason, didn't put the van on it. So when I was reading through the power of attorney, I said to him, I don't see the van and I feel like I'm not going to be able to do anything. And he was like, well, just, you know, write it in or tr- go in and see what they'll do. So I drove to base. I went to the legal office and sure enough, they were like, oh, is it the Jetta? And I said, no, it's the van. And they were like, oh, nope, we can't do anything. You need the power of attorney. It has to have the van on it. So I was like, you've got to be kidding me. So I had this power of attorney, but I didn't have the correct vehicle on it. And he didn't even know why he left it off. He just didn't put it on there. And I asked the woman, you know, if I had written it in or could I write it in? And she said, no, if you write on it, it makes it void. So I I got in touch with my husband and I said, you have to get another power of attorney that's specific to the car. So he had to do that in Afghanistan 
And he did, and I got it back, and then I went back to the legal office and signed all the documents, and then I drove them to FedEx, and I sent them in, so that's all squared away. But still, I was like, you've got to be kidding me! Just nothing was going right. Then on the last day of November, I was actually celebrating because it was the last day of November. I was so happy about it. (laughs) The check tire pressure light went on in my husband's car, and I thought, I just filled these tires two weeks ago, so something's got to be up. So I take it to a tire place in town. Sure enough, there was a screw in the tire, but it was the last day of November. So even though there was a screw in the tire, they patched it for free. And that was kind of like the bridge between November and December. It was like something horrible happening on the last day, but then at the same time, it was free. And so it was like the bridge to victory of December. Anyway, in case you hadn't recognize this at this point or didn't know this. My husband is deployed, so he was gone for all of this. So when I thought I fractured my right hand, I didn't have anybody at home to help pick up the slack. And, you know, it was just kind of compounded everything else. When the election happened, I didn't have him to talk to about it. When, you know, everything, just all of the little stuff that happens day to day, the crap that's already kind of frustrating and hard to deal with, this was like you know, magnified by a thousand and I felt really alone. So, you know, it was just a tough time, but he's home soon. So at least there's that again, December. Thank you. So all in all, it was a pretty craptastic month. Um, Nothing seemed to go right. And in fact, everything seemed to go wrong. The entire time, I just kept thinking it couldn't get worse. And then when something did, I feared for the fallout of what would happen next. I tried really hard to be positive and not fall apart in front of my girls, but I didn't always succeed. One thing is for sure, I learned how independent they are capable of being and what a baby I am capable of being. I also learned once again what I had already known. This military community, as well as my own extended community that I have formed in the brief time since moving here, is truly amazing. My in-laws were also a huge help as they were here during the thick of it. They stepped up and took care of me when I needed it most. People were always asking how they could help. Some friends made me dinner without me asking, so I didn't have to worry about it. Others watched my kids when I needed them to. They loaned me their cars. They insisted on doing some of the dirty work to help me out. And they're still helping me by driving me when I need to drop off a rental car or drop off Megan's car at the shop and then pick it up. So, you know, that's still happening. I had many a pity party, and I went through more tissues than I care to disclose, but I made it through, and now not only is it a new month, but it's almost a new year. So a huge thank you to those of you listening who helped me in some big or small way. It did not go unnoticed, and you must know that I will return the favor someday should you ever need me, unless you need me in November, because I'll be hiding in a hole somewhere. And now, something to make you laugh. This morning, as I was buttoning my shirt, a button fell off. After that, I picked up my bag, and the handle fell off. Then, I went to open the door, and the doorknob fell off. I went to get into my car, and the door handle came off. Now, I'm afraid to take off my bra. On that note, this is Erin signing off. Until next time, may your life be full.